Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening once again to the Football Betting Podcast. We are sponsored by the good folk at matchbook.com. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin. I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. And welcome to a show that, you know, a little bit of uh, scratching our own backs here, Tom. But welcome to a show that is on absolute fire at the moment. Yeah. So, so two weeks ago, we landed your bombproof trouble, Tom. Yeah. You had a winner. And then last weekend, uh, my both teams to score treble won. And your bomb-proof treble actually ended up turning into a double because of the weather cancelling one of the games. So your bomb-proof double also won. So we're on a nice little run of form. You're looking at 10 out of 11 tips have won. There's only Port Vale against Oldham. That's the only game that we've tipped in the last two weeks that hasn't come through. Absolutely love it. So hopefully we continue that again today. Um, it is a bit of a short show today because we've only got the Premier League and the Championship to look at. Leagues 1-2, some in the National League, have got the FA Cup second round, so we're not going to cover that on the show. So maybe when we're on the third round and the fourth round and stuff, maybe we'll start including it again. Uh, but yeah. yeah, at the second round stage, there's so much uncertainty. I'd rather focus on the kind of bread and butter, which is the Premier League, uh, the Championship, and a tiny helping of league to uh, league one sorry and when i say tiny helping i mean uh, two games <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so um at the end of all that we'll wrap it all up in a bombproof treble we'll also recap last week's bombproof trebles in full um all odds we're going to read out on the show today are taken from matchbook.com uh, you can go to matchbook and bag yourself a 15 pound risk-free uh, money backers cash bet if you use the sign-up code TFB podcast when you go through the registration process. So well worth checking that one out and get yourself a risk-free bet to use at Matchbook. Uh, but for now, we'll crack on with the Premier League section of the show and it kicks off with West Ham against Chelsea. West Ham priced at 5.1 for the win. The draw's 3.7 and Chelsea, the favourites at 1.86. Um, do you think Chelsea are, are worthy favourites at 1.86? Because West Ham, you know, 5.1, 4 to 1, pretty much for West Ham. It's a big price considering the form they're in. Well, you say that considering the form they're in. They're, they're not in that good a form, are they? So, <clears throat> by the way, this is why I want to say that I'm big on Chelsea uh, this weekend. West Ham, 2-2 uh, draw away at Genk. Okay, not bad. Uh, beat Liverpool at home, fantastic. Lost away at Wolves, not great. Beat Rapid away in the uh, Europa League, that's fine. Lost against Man City, they played really well, uh, so I'm happy to give them a thumbs up for that one. But then followed that up with a 1-1 draw against Brighton. It just feels to me that the early season rampaging West Ham has stuttered a little bit. They're still obviously a really dangerous team They can easily win this game but I'm looking at Chelsea Tom absolutely formidable uh, away record of six wins one draw zero defeats in the Premier League this season haven't lost in their last 12 games top of the league I mean I mean I don't know if I need to say much more but I just think Chelsea and obviously sorry final thing I will say Lukaku's back so they've done all this you know best defense in the league like i've i've got roller decks of stats here 
to back Chelsea up. Uh, and yeah, with Lukaku back, I just I can't see anything other than a Chelsea win. I really can't. I'm a bit more hesitant, to be honest. Um, it's not a fixture that Chelsea have had a great record in. They've won one of the last four, uh, two of the last six. So, yeah, they don't come here with a fantastic record playing away at West Ham. Um, and I, I think you've been a little bit harsh on West Ham. Their, um, their Premier League home form is is pretty strong still, I reckon. You know, you're looking at this season, they've beaten Spurs at home, they've beaten Liverpool at home, as you mentioned, uh, beaten Leicester at home, narrowly lost to Man United, uh, drew with Palace. So I think their home form is pretty strong. Um, I'm more inclined to go for both teams to score here. 1.98, just a fraction under evens. I do like the look of that. I know what you're saying um, in terms of the historic uh, kind of record away at West Ham for Chelsea. But they haven't won the league since 27-18, right? They haven't been this good since then. And I would argue that this team under Tuchel, reigning Champions League winners, is way better than anything we've seen since 2018 from Chelsea. And I'm not buying into that, I'm afraid, Tom. Chelsea to win relatively comfortably for me. Right, OK. Uh, next game then. We've got Newcastle against Burnley. Newcastle priced at 2.38. The draw's 3.45 and Burnley are 3.3. Uh, Eddie Howe had his first game in charge of Newcastle uh, officially in the dugout in midweek. They drew one all with 10 men against Norwich. Another excellent opportunity against a relegation rival here at home to Burnley. Uh, do you think they can do it? Because these are the games at home against these teams in and around them in the league. It's vital, vital they start picking up some wins against these fellow struggling teams. Yeah, I agree, mate. Eventually, this is the thing, right? Eventually, they are going to win, right? No, even Derby, right, when they finished on 11 points, and I'm not saying Newcastle are going to do that. Even Derby won a game, right? They, they will start winning soon. It's just, where is it going to come from, mm. right? Where Where is it going to happen? And I, I'm honestly really struggling to fight Newcastle's corner here. I'm really struggling I do like the look of Burnley or double uh, Burnley or double chance. <laughs> Burnley <laughs> or draw, which is double chance. I've got that wrote down, Tom, at 1.64. So, obviously, Matchbook are uh, pretty sweet on Burnley, maybe getting something against uh, winless Newcastle. And, you know, it's hard to argue. Burnley have been relatively decent recently. I'm not saying they've been incredible, but, you know, they're unbeaten in the last four games. One win. Three draws. They've scored three goals twice in that period, and they've scored against Chelsea, and they've kept a clean sheet against Wolves. So I, I don't see how we can uh, how we can go against them here. You know, with a with a team that's winless in what is it, fifteen games, uh, fourteen games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I either can't uh, say with much confidence that I think Newcastle will win. So. Yeah, I'm happy to side with you on the double chance. I've got no real strong opinions either way on that one, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too many strong opinions on the next game either. Southampton against Brighton. 2.52 for Southampton, 3.3 for the draw, and 3.1 for Brighton. I don't trust either of them. Uh, Brighton are really poor on the form at the moment. 
just sorry, no wins in ten consecutive games. Um, the Saints very up and down in their form as well. So I, I don't trust either of them to be honest. No, mate. And I've said this a million times on the pod, and I'll say it again for anyone who's new. When you have two teams facing off against each other that are both in mid-table, it should set alarm bells going because they're in mm-hmm. mid-table because they win, draw, lose, lose, win, win, draw, 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 win, lose. They're, they're so unpredictable. That's why they're in mid-table. And when I see two mid-table teams stacked up against each other, unless someone's you know really, really impressing me and you know, soaring upwards or maybe a downwards trajectory. I don't touch it. And uh, it's the same for this game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Wolves-Liverpool then next. Wolves, 8.0 for the win. The draw is 4.8 and Liverpool are 1.47 favourites, as you'd expect. Uh, Yeah, I'm fully on the side of Liverpool here, 1.47. I fully respect that, um, that Wolves have been... Decent recently, really picked up their form. They do struggle to score goals, so that's what concerns me about Wolves. They scored just one goal in the last three games. And considering the last two games, they've drawn a blank against both Burnley and Norwich, two of the uh, the worst sides in this division. That's, that's a concern. Uh, so I think defensively, they'll be unable to contain Liverpool in the form that they're in at the moment. And I certainly can't see them outscoring Liverpool. So, yeah, Liverpool on the back of scoring four goals in three consecutive Premier League games, uh, full of confidence. I expect another comfortable Liverpool win here. Well, Tom, uh, that segues nicely into my Liverpool to win and both teams to score no, uh, yes. doesn't it? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, 2.56 is the price I found uh, on Matchbook Sportsbook. And, yeah, Tom, exactly the same reason here. Uh, I like what Wolves are doing. They're in eighth. I think they're doing really well. But they've only got two players that have scored more than one goal and they haven't got a player that has hit five goals yet. Um, Mm. It's a huge concern. Uh, This team has scored less than Mo Salah this season. (laughs) So I am uh, fully on the side of Liverpool. And yeah, uh, I think... Wolves, I like Wolves, but I think they will struggle to score against Liverpool and that's why I'm tipping up uh, the Liverpool and no, which is 2.56. Yep, okay, cool. Uh, Finally then, 5.30, Watford against Man City. Watford, 16.0, huge. Uh, 7.4 for the draw, Man City, 1.23. I think City will win this one comfortably, to be honest. Might well be worth looking into some of the handicap markets. We talk about Man City rocking up at Burnley every season and thumping them. Watford must hate it when Man City come to town as well because they've had some horror scorelines in the last few seasons against Man City. At Vicarage Road, across the last four years, they've had a 4-0, a 6-0, a 5-0. We can't forget... uh, an 8-0 that they had at the Etihad a couple of years ago, 6-0 in the FA Cup final a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've they've really, really struggled against Manchester City over the last kind of three, four seasons. Um, and I see no reason why that won't continue this weekend. I think Watford will give it a good go. But in giving it a good go, they will leave themselves exposed and City will take advantage of that. Maybe Watford, they might get a goal, but I think City could get 3-4. Four. 
Do you know what, Tom? This is almost like we do, have done a podcast together for the last four years and we talk to each other every week and we share similar opinions on football because <laughs> I have down here Manchester City to win and over 2.5, which is yeah. 1.66. And I think you will also be able to get over 3.5. Yeah. That is 2.46. Yeah. Same with you, mate. Um not going to repeat all the stuff you said on City, uh, but you know, to keep it short and sweet, I think if Watford can score against Chelsea, right, that that goal was a sixth of all the goals that Chelsea have conceded in the Premier League this season. I can see them scoring against Man City. I think I rate Chelsea defensively better than City. Um, so yeah, I can see Watford getting a goal, maybe three one, four one, but yeah, it's not going to be pretty for the Hornets. Yeah, and we've seen City win the last three games, uh, both teams to score as well, beating Villa, West Ham, PSG, uh, Bruges as well in the Champions League a couple of games prior to that. So, yeah, as we'd expect from Man City, scoring plenty of goals, but not completely watertight at the back. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we can take advantage of that. Uh, Moving into Sunday then, Leeds-Brentford kicks us off the first of Three two o'clock games. Uh, Leeds are one point nine four for the win. The draws three point eight, and Brentford are four point one. Um, I don't trust Leeds. Don't particularly trust Brentford. But it wouldn't surprise me if Brentford got a win. Four point one for Brentford looks quite a big price um, to me. I'm not going out there and saying they'll win, but if you wanted to. Back an outsider, a big price. I think Brentford could be one for you this weekend. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't shock me if they won. Don't trust either of them. Mid table against mid table, no thank you. Yeah, I just think Leeds under evens. They, they, <laughs> yeah, Leeds yeah, aren't I think, to be under evens at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean being a bit tight for uh, for the Whites there, uh, especially how they've uh, been performing recently. But yeah. Happy to move on because I think you'll be able to get a decent winner in the next game. Man U Palace then, 1.5 for, 1.59 for Man U. 4.1 for the draw and 7.2 for Palace. Tell us about your decent winner, please. Oh, well, I think uh, both teams to score for me leaps off the page. Uh, 1.91 for both teams to score. I expect United to win and I will get you the price for... United to win and both teams score shortly. But I've mentioned before that I really like Crystal Palace. I'm not put off by the fact that they haven't won their last three. Uh, They have scored three goals against Burnley and one goal against Villa in that time. They did draw a blank against Leeds. Uh, Not their best performance, but it's not that long ago uh, that they beat uh, Palace. uh, They beat Palace. They beat Wolves at home. And before that, let's not forget, they beat Man City uh, away 2-0. So, mm-hmm. very dangerous side. Multiple, multiple threats um, here. And obviously, I'm not sure if Ranić's going to be in the dugout. I know his work permit got approved, but we're recording late Thursday night. I, I don't Even if he is there, how much influence is he going to have? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. If you do want to go down the United and yes route, uh, so that's Man U to win and Palace to score, both teams to score, uh, it is 3.5, which is a big price. Uh, I do like the look of that. 
I think both teams to score flat with no result attached at 1.91 is probably a bit more of a sensible way to go. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you could delve into the world of uh, Manu and yes. Yeah, I'm looking at Manu's home form. They failed to keep a clean sheet um, all season at Old Trafford, and that covers all competitions. Oof. So you know they con- they've conceded in home games against like Newcastle, West Ham, Leeds, Villa, Everton. So if they're conceding at home still to those kind of sides, um, we're still seeing them concede goals frequently at Old Trafford in more recent games than that as well. So I definitely think they could concede one to Palace. But yeah, I agree. I think they'll outscore them. Tottenham-Norwich then is the next two o'clock game. 1.43 for Spurs, 4.9 for the draw and 8.8 for Norwich. Um, I feel like if Tottenham turn up and do what they've just done on Thursday night against Brentford, they should get a comfortable win. But I still, there's something about Tottenham that I just don't trust at the moment. So when I see them at at 1.43, which is, you know, it's it's one of the shortest prices, well, it is the shortest price of all Premier League teams this weekend, aside from Man City. I just don't trust them enough for that. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, yeah, and obviously it's a small sample size under Conte, so you can't really read too much into, you know, the start of the season and the Nuno times. It, yeah, it's, it's a really weird thing. Uh, and then Norwich, on the other hand, small sample size with uh, Smith as well, right? right. You can't really uh, judge Smith and this Norwich team on, on what's gone before. It was under Farker and clearly there's been a, an improvement. One thing, Tom, it is an absolute whiff under even money. 1.99 for under 2.5 goals. Now, normally, as you would know by now, if you're still listening to us, we'll find a, find a game, we'll pick out what we like, we'll read the stats to back it up, and we'll recommend it. Now, I'll be honest with you, this is just what I think will happen. I looked into all <laughs> of the stats, and not much is backing under 2.5, to be honest with you. A lot of, uh, a lot of goals, a lot more goals than I was expecting from both teams. Uh, both offensively and uh, defensively. And, yeah, I, I, this is just purely on what I think will happen. Tottenham not going as of yet. Obviously, Kane, we're still waiting for him to explode into life uh, against anyone other than San Marino. And in with Norwich, you can see that they're a lot more competitive. They're a lot better at the back and uh, they carry a bit more of a threat. And I just think they will be less of a pushover than what the bookies expect. So I think mm-hmm. under 2.5 is the way to go. And like I said, that's just what I think. Uh, the stats don't necessarily back that up. Yeah, fair enough. Sometimes, you know, we can take so much from stats, but sometimes, you know, we all watch the games, the highlights, read read everything that we can read. And sometimes you've just got to go with what you think rather than what the stats tell you. Exactly, because I had two options. That's what I wanted to pick when I saw the game. I saw the stats didn't back it, and then I had two options of stick to my guns or get get scared off, and I decided this time stick to my guns. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you. Uh, Finally then, Villa against Leicester. Villa priced at 2.44. The draws 3.55, and Leicester are 3.1. Interesting game. This one, um, I quite like Villa at two point four four, the home side to get the win. Leicester's 
real lack of any kind of defence is is concerning. 14 consecutive games for Leicester across all competitions without a clean sheet. Um, We've seen them ship a lot of goals recently. Um, Two against Southampton in midweek, two against Watford the week before that, uh, three against Chelsea the week prior to that, um, and then a couple of weeks prior to that, two against Arsenal, two against Brighton, one against Leicester, three against Spartak Moscow, two against Manu, two against Palace. There's this conceding a lot of goals, a lot of goals. And it's not just one a lot of the time. It can be twos or threes. Um, and I think Aston Villa, who seem to have got a, a good little new manager bounce under Stevie G, uh, with two wins and a loss against Man City, where they played pretty well in the second half. Um, yeah, I think I think Villa can take advantage of this fragile Leicester side at the moment. 2.44 is the price, and I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think I'm on board. I, th- I think I am. <laughs> uh, I, I think I would like to go down both teams to score. I think that's a little safer. It's reflected in the price. It's 1.72, so uh, it's not um, the most lucrative bet uh, on the market this weekend. But, yeah, I, I think both teams to score is maybe a little bit uh, safer. And I'm not going to copy and paste everything that you said, Tom, because, again, uh, <laughs> in this Premier League segment, uh, you pretty much read my notes without looking at them. So Great. I'm just going to leave it at the tip of uh, both teams to score. Great minds think alike, eh? Yes, mate. Um, okay, well, that is everything for the Premier League. Monday night. Monday night. Oh, that is not everything that's left for the Premier League because uh, we have Monday night football. <laughs> it's Everton against Arsenal. The price for Everton, the home side, 3.5. The draw, 3.55. And Arsenal are 2.14. Uh, short change in everyone there with their... Mm. Especially the Evertonians and the Arsenal fans. No, the trust me, the Everton fans don't want to hear what I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away then, because uh, yeah, they're in trouble, aren't they, at the moment? <laughs> they are exactly what I expected this season. Rubbish. Shoestring budget, controversial, <laughs> negative appointment. It, haven't won their last eight, lost three in a row, lost... Avoided defeat once out the last six. Absolutely rubbish. Trying to... I mean, how this club, with all the money that they've spent, are still relying on Damari Gray and Andros Townsend is absolutely beyond me. Criminal. They've spent hundreds of million. And that is a fact. Check it. Go on transfer marked. Wherever you get your transfer fees... They've spent hundreds of millions since they had their takeover, and they are rubbish. And it doesn't bother me that Arsenal lost against United. It doesn't bother me they lost so badly against Liverpool. I think Arsenal are maybe a best of a rest kind of team. Uh, I think they'll, you know, beat teams that are mediocre to poor. And Everton are absolutely diabolical at this stage. Uh, they're in 14th and they're lucky to be there because they, they should arguably be even lower. If you take away that start, on, I probably should have done my research, but if you take away that start, I guarantee they're in the bottom five. Guarantee it. They are a bad, bad, bad team. And Arsenal, oh, yeah. I'm huge on Arsenal. 2.14. Yep, can't disagree with any of that, mate. Um, 
yeah, Arsenal should get a, a decent win here against this sorry Everton side. Uh, how how long does Rafa last? Because I thought he might have got the sack after that Merseyside derby defeat. Um, well, I normally like stability and I normally like sticking with managers and stuff, but they, they should pull the trigger now. It was a it was a bad appointment at the start. I, you always knew that the two things were going to come into it. So the Liverpool thing meant that some fans never took to him. Problem A. So you've already got that narrative to fight against. Style of play is becoming more and more and more important when it comes to fan satisfaction. There's a lot, a lot of teams that all they want to do is they want to pay their money, turn up on a Saturday or whatever, and they want to see their team try and play attractive football, uh, try and attack teams, go for games, be exciting. And when you're Everton, what is your expectation for Everton? Is it to win the league? No. Is it to try and get in the Europa League? Probably. You're not going to win the league. So what is the point in trying to be negative and try and stifle opposition to literally like drag yourself to those spots. Why not just get someone with a bit more of a positive mindset, a bit more of a forward-thinking plan, and entertain? Because it's I'm je- I'm deadly serious. It's becoming almost as important uh, as results to some fans, mm-hmm. and I I completely get it. And I think this was doomed from the off. And uh, if anyone wants to go back and listen. To the early pods, you'll find uh, voice clips of myself. Uh, it's, this is a disaster. They should pull the plug right now. Yeah, well, there we go. That's put a full stop <laughs> on that one, hasn't it? <laughs> An exclamation mark. No, I just, um, yeah, that's, that's just how it just frustrates me. It just frustrates me. And I completely get it. Um, right, so that then now does wrap up the Premier League section. So we'll look at the championship in a sec. But first, let's just talk about our sponsors at Matchbook very briefly. Absolutely delighted to be with Matchbook. Uh, really enjoying using the product, the website, the exchange and everything. And yeah, as Tom said at the top of the show, uh, we're delighted to bring you a welcome offer for new customers. Uh, so a 15 quid money back as cash if your first bet loses uh, welcome offer with the bonus code TFB, as in the football betting podcast. TFB podcast, all one word. Uh, like I said, new customers only uh, sign up with the offer and deposit at least 25 quid. Uh, there is a couple of terms and conditions. Make sure you check them out. But yeah, uh, if you are not already a account holder or a member, not sure how to describe everyone there. But if you're not in with Matchbook, now is a great time to do so, especially with the the Premier League and everything coming thick and fast in December. It's uh yeah, it's going to be a really exciting time and thoroughly encourage everybody to go check it out. And you'll be supporting the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well said, Tom. So let's now move into the championship. I Come on, we've got to look at Forest, haven't we, this weekend? No. One point. No. 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 Come no. on. We, no, we, I'm we, not having reg, it. Reg, regular listeners to the, to the pod will know that when we get to League Two, which we're not going to get to obviously this weekend, but... But usually we get to League Two and we go, ooh, where Exeter? Ooh, where a Forest Green? And I feel like you've got a thing for the championship. You go, ooh, where are Peterborough? Ooh, they're away from home. Let's jump on it and go yeah. against them. You do that pretty much every week. Yeah. So 
why would you not do it this weekend? I know Forrest haven't been great at home, but just to recite some stats to you that you read out to me most weeks, <laughs> Peterborough, Peterborough have played 10 games away from home. They've won one and lost nine. And I don't care how so-so Forrest have been in their home games. That away form is shocking. Conceded 28 goals in 10 games. That's nearly three per game in their away games. Um, and we're not a bad side. We're just drawing too many at the moment. So if we can, it's a great opportunity for us to turn those draws into a win. It really is. It is. It is. But I just want to, I just want to go through a couple of results recently for Forrest and kind of put the microscope on them. Uh, beat Preston 3-0 at home. Preston were absolute rubbish on the day. And frankly, they're a bad team. We drew away at Reading, uh, took the lead, and I felt like that was one that slipped away. Not a good result, but we'll take it. Fine. Luton. Luton are in a really, really tough spot at the moment. A really, really tough spot. Do you want to know how tough? They've got the third worst record over the last six games in the league. They are not mm-hmm. looking good. They went to Forest and got a nil-nil. Uh, and arguably yeah, should have won. Uh, and then Forrest went away at West Brom. West Brom, obviously, unbeaten at home. You could say that that was a good point. I don't think it was a great performance, to be honest with you. Uh, pretty flat. And that's how I feel about Forrest at the moment, just flat. Uh, in the last five, four draws, one win against Preston. Before that, it was a, a loss against Fulham, which you know was one of those days that just kind of everything went in for Fulham. But... I know what you're saying, mate. I do. Peterborough's you is probably the worst away form in the entire, you know, top five leagues. Yeah. Arguably. Yeah. But I just can't get behind Forest at the moment. This is this is not the game for me to get behind Forest, especially at one point eight one. It's just it's not the game. I by the way, Forest could win this two 0 no problem. But I'm just not ready to back him yet. That's all. I'm ready to jump in with both feet. I love it. I love it. This is going to be one of those games where I clip the audio and put it on Twitter and make one of us look stupid. Yeah, I think it's going to be, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so be prepared. Uh, One of us is going to look like a mug. But no, in all seriousness, I'm not not having it. All right, cool. Well, um, hopefully you're wrong. I'm sure you hope you're wrong as well. Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anything else you like in the championship this weekend? Uh, let's be honest. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty tough, isn't it? It's I tough know. going. It's, it's tough, tough going. There. It's not a. It's not a nice slate. Uh, but one thing I think you'll be able to get, and this is going off performances rather than form or anything like that, is Middlesbrough. I think you'll get a Middlesbrough home win. Uh, they are two point one, which I think is a nice price against Swansea. Uh, obviously, Wilder in now at Middlesbrough. They managed to get their first win. Under him, away at Huddersfield, a 2-1, a little Duncan Watmore double. Uh, Swansea, a little bit concerning, I would say. Uh, I'm having a look at their kind of last four results, 4-0 away at Bournemouth. I mean, you can make excuses for that. They basically pass them the ball for three goals, I think. Uh, A draw at home to Blackpool, that's fine. Blackpool are good. Uh, Win against Barnsley, sure. Everyone's beating Barnsley at the moment. 
and then a loss against Reading where they deserve to lose at home. So I think if you deserve to lose at home against Reading and then you go away at Middlesbrough, who have not got the results uh, recently, but you know the, the Huddersfield performance was good, I'm happy to basically back Wilder here. Um, mm. That's basically what I'm doing. And a 2.1. I think uh, if you're looking for stats and if you're looking for a team on fire against a team that's struggling, this is not the game for you. Uh, but I think uh, if you want to back Wilder, like I do, off the back of a, a performance and what Swansea are doing right now, then I think uh, Borough are a good shout. Yeah, cool. I like it. Uh, I like the early kickoff, Coventry at home to West Brom. I like double chance, Coventry or draw, 1.56. Now, we kind of alluded to when you spoke about Forest. Um, West Brom really in a, a tough patch at the moment, especially away from home. So generally, one win in the last six games. But when we look at their away form, uh, we can see they've lost four of the last five. Uh, one win in the last six. Um, they've not scored in four of the last five away games either. So really struggling on the road at the moment. I think there seems to be some kind of um, unrest amongst the players. Fans are not happy with, with Val Ball um, and the way that's going, the results that's getting them at the moment. So things feel like there could be a few results away from from turning really sour at West Brom. And I think when there's that kind of negativity and you're not in good form away from home, I think the Rico is a really tough place to go. Uh, we've seen that Coventry have had a really good start back at the Rico. They've won seven of their 10 games at home. Granted, I appreciate the, the bulk of those were at the start of the season. I think they won five in a row at the start of the season at home. But... It's still an excellent home record, only seconded to Fulham in the division. Um, And I think for Coventry to get at least a draw, 1.56, I think it's a good price. Okay. Yeah, no problem. I, Tom, speaking of getting kind of the weekend kicked off early, Friday night looks like an absolute cracker. It's going to be be better than bloody West Brom Forest last week. Anyway, that was absolute dog's dinner. (laughs) Uh, Fulham Bournemouth top against second Uh, I'm going to well I'll read the prices for all three in case anyone's interested Fulham 1.89 Bournemouth 4.5 the draw 3.8 I'm back in Fulham they for me I know they've drawn the last two uh, away at Preston and at home to Derby but I also look at Bournemouth and their last couple of results uh, so this is Bournemouth in the last five. A 2-1 defeat at home to Preston. By all accounts, Preston, massive smash and grab, but still. Uh, beat Swansea 4-0 at home. As I said, Swansea gave him the ball for basically three of the goals. Lost away at Derby, 3-2, in dramatic fashion. Drew 1-1 against Millwall. That's pretty standard. Millwall and 1-1 is, is pretty much just synonymous. And a uh, draw against Coventry at home where, you know, with budgets and everything, you would uh, expect Bournemouth to, to do a job over the surprise package of the season in Coventry, and they didn't. I like the look of Fulham, to be honest with you. Home form, they've only lost one, haven't lost their last nine. Uh, obviously, you know, Mitro's got 21 in 19 in the league, which is just absolutely bloody outrageous. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to back Fulham, I think. I think uh, Bournemouth going through a couple of defensive injury 
uh, issues at the moment as well. They played Jefferson Lerma at centre-back mm. against Coventry, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Cahill and a couple of others are missing, and you don't want to be missing centre-backs up against Mitro. No. No. Okay, cool. I like it. Uh, I've got no more. Have you? No, it, it's, it really is a horrible slate in, in the champ. It really is. Uh, the only other thing I was flirting with w- was Blackburn. Um, but I've decided that I think Preston are a bit too plucky for me. Uh, Blackburn yeah. were tempting me, though, at 2.34. OK, anything from League One? I, I had a look. We've got Accrington Stanley against Fleetwood, Sunderland against Oxford. Uh, I think I like the look of Aki. I think. Uh, we're back in the team that hasn't won. You've not filled me with confidence there. Well, yeah, they've <laughs> lost the last three at home, but and they've only won two of the last six. But Fleetwood haven't won in ten. They're under the caretaker stewardship of former Blackpool left-back Stephen Craney. Um, yeah, you remember him? So yeah, 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 yeah. he's stepped up to the plate since uh, Simon Grayson got the boot. And uh, yeah, do you know what? Accrington, I'm, their form has not been amazing, as I said. But last time out, they'd be Lincoln away. I know Lincoln aren't the force that they were, but that's still pretty decent. Uh, they pushed uh, Sheffield Wednesday all the way. They managed... Uh, to get two goals past them, lost 3-2. A uh, couple of defensive issues there. Uh, but a good performance. Uh, lost against Burton, 4-0. Not good enough. Uh, and then um, a, a 4-1 against Plymouth. What I found, though, Tom, looking back, six games ago uh, in the Pizza Cup, Accrington beat Fleetwood 4-1 away from home. Mm. So, not sure, obviously, on team selection, etc. But... Uh, that's a good omen. And yeah, Fleetwood, I don't need to go through their last 10 results because they have been dreadful. Uh, so yeah, I was looking at Stanley. Uh, they are priced at 2.3. Okay, cool. I've, I can't say I'm completely convinced. By... <laughs> not You've not completely convinced me there. But... Well, bloody hell. I'm in sales, like so I, I should, be able, should be able to talk you into anything. But uh, It sounded half like you're trying to convince yourself while no, you're I, going through I, that, I, No, I was thinking in my head, I was trying to think of extra pieces that I could entice the profit chasers with. But basically, I just think Stanley will win, and we'll leave it at that. Cool. Um, right, that wraps up all the tips then for this weekend. What we're going to do now is recap last week's successful bomb-proof treble and uh, give you this week's bomb-proof treble as well. Yeah, so I will go first. Obviously, mine turned it into a double. I had uh, Tranmere and Stevenage, and that was postponed because of the uh, awful weather. Uh, but I did have Sutton to beat Barrow. They did so at home, 1-0. And I had Burton Albion to beat Doncaster, and they, did, and they won 2-0. So none of my teams conceded, which is just a nice, comfy okay. pillow. Of, cer- yeah. of certainty. Yeah, thankfully all my teams conceded. Um, <laughs> yeah. it was a, a both teams to score treble. So I had Cambridge against Sunderland, both teams to score. That was 2-1 to Sunderland. Then in uh, League 2, Rochdale and Exeter, that was one all. And finally, Scunthorpe and Bradford, that was also one all. So, yeah, pretty decent, really. We weren't waiting till the last minutes for any goals to come in or anything as... 
I think that was done and dusted 20, 25 minutes before full time. So yes, mate. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice to get a winner in so early, and then mine, like I was trying to keep track of the uh, the club's Twitter profiles and everything. It didn't seem like there was uh, much danger, to be honest mm. with you. So it was a lovely afternoon. Yeah, very. We saw some bet slips coming in. You know, we know that people like to stick all of our six picks in a in a big acre. Obviously, that got knocked down to five, but we had a few bet slips be tweeted in where people have stuck some money on the five teams that were left and won, you know, won into the hundreds of pounds, which is great to see. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll, we can get another winner and can continue the, the Undertaker-like streak mm-hmm. this weekend. Um I'm assuming just one treble between the two of us this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Before we do so, I just want to reiterate that we really want to encourage responsible gambling. Uh, So we we put £10 stakes down because we're in a fortunate position where we can afford to lose that money. Uh, But honestly, if you you can't afford to, to gamble this weekend, please don't. Or if you do want to have a bet, keep it responsible. Don't chase your losses. Uh, you know, don't end up spiraling out of control. There are plenty of platforms available uh, where you can reach out for help. You can uh, send us a DM. Uh, and then there is the uh, Responsible Gambling, gambleaware.org website that we thoroughly, thoroughly recommend anyone uh, going through any challenges visits. Okay, so uh, for this week's joint bomb-proof treble, we are going to uh, start with Liverpool away at Wolves, and that's Liverpool to win on the nose at 1.48. Then we're going to roll it to the 5.30 kickoff. Uh, Man City to win and over 3.5 goals in their game against Watford. That's priced at 2.46. If you want a little bit more caution, knock that down to over 2.5, but we're... We're going for it with the over 3.5 here. And finally, uh, on Sunday now, Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace and they're to be over 1.5 goals. So that's Manchester United and over 1.5 goals. That's priced at 1.91. And the total returns off a £10 example stake of £69.54. 54p. 54p, very precise. We, oh, yes. uh, Do you know what? Honestly... To say that the slate this weekend is is absolutely minimal, I feel like we've really, we've really squeezed the lemon here, and we've really <laughs> we've managed to to finagle some of the games and find actually a really strong treble. I think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm a big I, fan of that. Yeah, I, I I love it. So yeah, uh, fingers crossed that comes in. And uh, yeah, let us know what you guys are backing this weekend by sending us your bet slips. Uh, oh man, fancy football. It's been a double game yeah. week. Well, it's, yeah, has it all updated by the time, by now? I'm not quite sure. I got mm. 69 points. I've done the right, I think. Yeah, I got 54. I'm honestly not bothered anymore. My head's gone with this <laughs> bloody thing. But, uh, but yeah, uh, top 10 are doing well. Uh, top 10 in reverse order, Bob Bailey, Luke Stevens, Nathan Burnskill, David Doherty, David Brown, Sam Barnard, uh, Simon Tither, Chris Hindle. Chris is back in the top three. Yeah. Nice. Oliver Hogben and uh, Chantel Crookshanks. Chantel, absolutely right. love to see it. Um, you are yeah. top of our league on 971. Uh, so you've got a little cushion there. 
Uh, all I ask is that you teach me your ways because I'm absolutely rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm mounting like a little comeback. You know, I, I hit the the lows of two hundredth, and now I've climbed to one one four four. Nice. You know, I'm making moves in the right direction for a change, which is nice. God, how bad is it that we're celebrating one point four four? I know it's rubbish, isn't it? We're so bad. If you want so to join bad. the fantasy league, you still can. Uh, you will join at your rightful spot. So if you already got a team with the official Premier League uh, fantasy website app thing, then you just slot in where you deserve to be. Um, so yeah, feel free to do so. Uh, send us a message on Twitter for the league code. Uh, Twitter t underscore fb podcast is the best place to be. And like we said at the top of the show, that's going to be your spot for FA Cup uh, tips. So that's Mm -hmm. going to be uh, probably Friday. Uh, We'll release those. So uh, keep your eye out for that. Yep. And if you had enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And yeah, thanks for listening. Once again, check out the Sound of Pop with Matchbook and help support the pod. We'd really appreciate that. And have a good weekend. Make it a profitable one. All right.